and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, stop licking wounds, people. Come on. Last night was a good night. I don't know what everybody's so sad about. Yeah, we lost a couple of uh, close Senate races. And, yes, Lee Zeldin worked harder than any candidate I've ever seen run for governor in New York State. I I was not a resident of New York when uh, George Pataki ran here, but I've talked to people. Nobody had ever seen anybody work as hard as Lee Zeldin has for 19 months. It, New York has trouble, and there's going to be some. There's going to there's going to be some more pain. That's what they voted for last night, uh, on the state and local level. But in the in the House of Representatives, you have to balance that by saying, look at what they did there. New York's New York State, for the first time in many years, is going to have more than ten congressional representatives representing uh, key portions of the state. One of them is Nick LaLota winning that uh, former Zeldin seat there on Long Island. Congressman-to-be LaLota, welcome back to Kevin McCullough Radio. Great to be on. Thanks so much for having me. So it was a mixed bag by many, but Long Island went firmly for the Republican vision and freedom and message of accountability for those that are in office. What, what, what are your feelings in the aftermath? So I think there's one common factor that we all have to acknowledge about the New York races. And we won four races in New York by just a couple of points. And in those four races that we won by just a couple of points, the common denominator is Lee Zeldin's strong gubernatorial candidacy. One that he ran ran on a pro-public safety message that gave candidates like me and others tremendous wind in our sails that enabled us to win our, our, our house races. And on the four that we won by just a couple of points, those could be the four that decide the control of the House of Representatives. So while in New York, we wanted Lee Zeldin to be our governor, the win that we got instead from Lee Zeldin was he probably put us into a House majority, given his very strong gubernatorial candidacy. No, I believe that you're absolutely right, Nick, because we had New York State had the uh, opportunity to make up the ground all on their own, and it looks like we're going to get – um, 11 seats, including not only holding yours, but Mike Lawler dethroned the DCCC uh, uh, chief. That hasn't been done in 42 years. Yeah, amen to that. You know, the DCCC chair is way off base telling people the best way to get through this high inflationary measure was to eat more Chef Boyardee. That was literally what he said on camera is that as Americans, we have to hunker down and just do less. Uh, and the government doesn't have any obligation to correct its overspending or have a better energy policy. He told us we have to eat more Chef Boyardee. Lawler capitalized on that, gave common sense reasons why folks there should vote for him. And I'm looking forward to serving with Mike Lawler in the House. Uh, it's going to be a great uh, conference when you think about it, uh, Nick, because you're going to have the veteran and the superstar of Staten Island, Nick Nicole Maliotakis, uh, is going to be there with you. You're going to have uh, Mark Molinero from the Hudson Valley. You're going to have... You're going to have some real brain power in that New York Republican caucus, and you're going to be able to do some good things for the state. What do you want to see happen, like, right out of the gate? When you, when you get down there and you get sworn in, what do you guys want to do first? It's all about the economy, and it's all about public safety. On the economy, we need to put a bill 
into the Senate and hopefully on the president's desk that stands for the premise that America is energy independent. We don't have to beg OPEC, Russia, or Venezuela for the oil. We got it here. Let's get it safely and cleanly out of our ground so we can become energy independent and bring our prices of diesel, gasoline, and every fuel down and give American families savings right now. I don't know what happens in the Senate or what happens if it gets to the president's desk, but let them explain to the American people why it is that they want to buy foreign energy and not our own. That's the number one thing. And two, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think you're exactly right on that, uh, Nick, by the way, because what, what is going to be expected of you guys, and this is not really fair, because you're going to have the enduring Biden recessionary policies that are still going to be operating while you guys are in office without the power of the presidency to to change that. So there's going to be, you know, they're going to they're going to ramp up the the agitation. You guys need to be pummeling him with legislation to fix things and say and point out every time that he ignores them or vetoes them. Say, hey, what's his problem? How come he's not letting things get fixed? You know, what? availing oneself of American energy or securing the southern border don't have to be partisan initiatives. They can be just American initiatives that get bipartisan support. We want to put those bills into the system, into the Senate, onto the president's desk. And again, let them explain why that's no good for the American public, why we should have a poor southern border, or why we should be importing so much energy. Let them explain why that's in America's best interest. I don't think they're going to have a good explanation, and we'll see what happens after that. The president is likely to try to take a victory lap some here, somewhere here in the next 24 hours, and I would really advise him against it because it looks like uh, Mr. Laxalt may hold on in Nevada, and that means it all comes down to Herschel and the Rev in Georgia. And from what I'm hearing, w- without the third-party distraction on the ballot, Herschel could, could gain that momentum and get across that finish line. What, what, what does it change if you do have a Senate that is in Republican hands? Yeah, I think it puts the the onus clearly on President Biden that if we're able to get him these bills that are common sense, that that address Americans' needs, and, and we've polled this all throughout the country, people want a better better economy, they want more public safety. And let the president, if we win that Herschel Walker race, let the president explain why it's no good for the American people about having an open border or why it's no good about having more energy independence. Let him explain to the to the people why the Democrat Party stands for those initiatives. Yeah. As a Long Islander and as someone who was a constituent of Lee Zeldin for his many years in Congress, uh, what are you hoping he will do next? Well, I hope he stays involved. You know, he stirred up a lot of energy here in New York. It's a quite a, a blue state. I don't know where uh, ultimately his numbers will settle out, 47, 48, 49 percent, whatever he will have gotten. But that's a tremendous showing here in this blue state to have a, a better economy, to certainly have better public safety. Uh, I hope he stays involved and continues to support us because, again, I think that we will have won a House majority, largely in part, because of Lee Zeldin's strong governor candidacy here in New York. No, I don't think there's any other way around that, Nick. I honestly don't. He was I've never seen a guy work so hard. And, you know, he made himself available to us on election night. Uh, and we got him on the air to get the get out the vote last minute. I mean, I've never seen anybody just give it all the way he did uh, statewide. And um, yeah, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But I'm not nearly as depressed as what my a lot of a lot of my colleagues are today. I'm I'm seeing a lot of really good things across the board. I mean, uh, President Trump. They're saying this is his big defeat. He had 174 endorsed candidates win last night. I, I don't know what they're talking about. 
Yeah, I, I think that we need to continue to work. You know, this life isn't going to give us anything. We need to get out there and work harder and harder for it. And certainly Lee Zeldin personifies that fighting American spirit about bringing the ideals that have made our country so great in the first place to the electorate. He got a lot of support in the suburbs, a lot of support in the rural parts of New York. They had a tougher time in the city, but he helped a lot of us uh, put a lot of wind in our sails. We won state Senate and state assembly seats that we would not have won but for his candidacy. And I think that we would be wise to ensure that future candidates focus on the issues of freedom and, and public safety and a better economy to win our races in 24. And more importantly, to govern the right way when we take office in January. I, I think you're right. I also think that Ron DeSantis might have stolen his victory from him. <laughs> There's so many New Yorkers that moved to Florida. And that was part of Lee's message that the, out of, the people moving out of state was a negative to uh, New York's net good. But anyway, Nick, congrats on your big win, and we'll be talking to you a lot on Kevin McCullough Radio. Always want to help uh, you get the message out for all the common sense good. Thanks so much, Kevin. Good to be with you today. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back.